even Jason and I the twelve hundred, it'd be cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that'd be that'd be solid. But you gotta get everybody this twelve hundred. <laughs> oh man, I thought we was gonna win on this one. I am I am pretty excited about all the uh, horny women that are gonna come out of this. <laughs> of it. I'm there when they make that mistake. I'm so there. It's on. It's over. I like you know how like the pre-screen and like sex questions are usually like, are you clean? But now it's gonna be like, do you have corona? And I'm like, nah, I don't have that, but I do have chlamydia and gonorrhea. And they're like, okay, no problem. Just keep going. Let's do that. Those are curable. Yeah, it's gonna be a bad baby boom off of this coronavirus. Anyway. <laughs> Fucking babies. Uh, I I saw an ad in this shit for reversal abortion pill one time, and um, it was a lady holding a baby, and it said, "Change your mind." I did, and it was it was saying two things. It was saying that first of all, it was saying the Plan B pill is an abortion pill, right? And then it was saying if you take an abort, take the Plan B, and you want to have the baby, you take this within forty eight hours, and this will reverse the action. And I thought that was so strange because humans are so delicate when you like we're making them like. If you have that baby, you're going to be like, how does my baby look? It looks indecisive. Like, your baby looks like 50-50. <laughs> it looks so, so. Did you really want that baby, or did you not want that baby? Just, I don't know if that's the thing you're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> I, I've been doing some sexting lately, because this is all I got to do. This is all I can do. Like, right now, at this time, yeah, it's good to be an erotic novelist. <laughs> you know, I'm testing my game, seeing if I can make somebody wet with the words. You know what I'm saying? I'm like a, a rock him or something, you know what I'm saying, with the words. Um, and I was sexing this girl. I sexed this girl. I'm very straightforward when I do sexting. Like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm licking this. I'm doing that. And we're doing this. And then her element of sexting, hers is like, you hear a knock at the door. You look through the peephole, you say, oh, no, you let me in. And I was like, she that gave me dialogue during section. I was like, she had scenes. I'm like, that's not how sexting works. Man, you know, like, shit. What are you doing with this? That's not how sexting works. This white girl had me scared. Somebody, she had a cop uniform. I was like, I don't play that. I don't play that shit at all. No cop uniforms, you know? Uh, <laughs> um... I'm always strange about what white people eat. White people eat a lot of raw food, uh, you know, steak tartare and shit like that. And I don't like that. I don't like the white people eating that stuff. Black people like stuff well done. Like people, black people don't enjoy steaks because that shit be well done. It be burnt, you know. And I saw I had my Belgian aunt. She had like mixed up some ground beef with some seasoning. And I came in. I was like, Oh, auntie, you about to make some hamburgers? And they just started eating that shit. And I was like, What? What do you? What? Cook that, auntie. Yeah, cook that. I, I just cannot believe they were eating raw meat just like it was no big deal. Just on a piece of bread. Was, <laughs> I grew up on Section 8. You know, I was a, I was a little, you know, the little kid that you see in the street with diapers eating like raw hot dogs? I was that kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still couldn't understand them eating raw meat. But not only them, black people do it too, you know? In middle school, I had an African friend and he took me back home and, uh, you know, just have dinner. His pops, they don't believe in separating food. You know how some plates have dividers? They don't believe in that shit. He had chicken, rice, and ice cream all on the same plate. <laughs> He's like, how's the rice? I'm like, it's cold. It's sweet. Like, my ice cream is dripping to it. What else do you expect there? Okay. This is not a good thing for me. If you're in any neighborhood, I want to say this. I oh, appreciate it. In any neighborhood, 
the worst thing to look out for, my friend told me this, the worst thing to look out for is a grown-ass man on a kid's bicycle. You don't fuck with that person, okay? <laughs> any any grown-ass man, you see them with knees all like this, don't fuck with them. <laughs> he got that tricycle. He went through some shit to get that tricycle. <laughs> you, don't leave, you leave that man alone. He going through something, okay? That's my uh, that's my TSA to everybody, just to keep y'all safe for this time. Um, Let's see if I got one more joke. Oh, yeah. Uh, being black, when you're around older black women, because my last black girlfriend was like my freshman year, they always want you to date black girls. And uh, they're always like, your mama black, your daddy black, why don't you get a black girl? And I feel like that logic doesn't set. Like, you could do that with shopping, you know? You'd be like, your mama black, your daddy black, get a black phone. Your mama <laughs> black, your daddy black, buy a black car. Uh, yeah, appreciate, hey, appreciate it, y'all. Thank you, Jason, man. Have a good one, bro. I appreciate it. Thank you. Gary, that was awesome. Is Warren on? Is Warren on by chance? Okay. All right, cool. Well, uh, on deck is Johnny Stein. Uh, but next up is Jesse Weyburn. So give it up for Jesse. Good morning, everyone. Um, I say good morning now all the time because time doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> And I also have been saying that, you know, COVID-19 has really been being sad and lonely. Um, I have had so much more social interaction since quarantining. And when I moved to New York four months ago, uh, which was really great timing for moving to New York. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I was thinking about what I would be talking about tonight and I was like wonder if my my regular stuff will work um and so I'm gonna try um so I I uh, a little bit about me I am uh 36 divorced with two full abortions and <laughs> I'm talking ball that I'm 36 um but I can tell you right now this quarantine and pandemic is aging me. I have, now I have superhero grace uh, coming in very rapidly. So I, so don't worry, I'm going to look as old as everybody else when this is over. Um, uh, I look, I, I look great for, um, you know, having two abortions because I don't have any kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, and I just, that um, you know, being divorced, it, it did suck. Uh, and I've been like, man, I, I think that I would like to have a, a partner, but then I'm hearing about all these people with just the worst times with their partner. And I was like, gosh, my divorce and my abortions, those were prep for pandemic. I can't believe it. I was so for forethinking um, and uh, and sort of futuristic in my in my terrible life choices um so uh i guess i guess you know i can still talk about these things um i guess also i should sort of um acknowledge that i do look like miss frizzle if she gave the kids acid um, <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like you know a little a little kooky i'm like uh, i'm like I, oh, you know, I'm going to age into Mrs. Doubtfire. That is uh, what I'm going to do. Um, that will be my persona. 
Um, and then also I, I've discovered that um, I'm a little bit like if Macaulay Culkin was Freaky Friday with my Bubby. Um, uh, <laughs> very cute, uh, very crappy, and a little cheap. Um, and working for me, um, all of this, uh, this age, age appropriate um, isolation, maybe, who knows, maybe I will come out bigger looking for having not seen the sun for many days. Um, and uh, we'll see. Uh, but Okay, so Jordan Lung is on deck and fully prepared with his Pornhub background. And uh, next up is Johnny Stein. What's up? What's up? Um, I am, uh, yes, this quarantine has been uh, fine, I feel like. It's not, uh, like, I don't really like touch. The closest I've been to being touched is, like, being rained on, uh, which is <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> it's uh it's it's weird i'm i'm like being in lockdown with your family you get a lot of the same rules like as camp like a lot of camp rules uh like we've put in like if it's um if it's yellow let it mellow you know um <laughs> like don't uh get more food than you need uh no sex with the bunk mates you know mm. no excuses um uh it's also been nice for me because I uh, don't have to pretend to have ambition. That's been great. Uh, <laughs> what a relief. Uh, yeah, I'm like, 
<laughs> sit on the couch, you know, finishing like my third sleeve of salami, like governor's orders, you know. <laughs> um, I did actually have to go to the doctor during this, um, which was embarrassing because it was for acne. <laughs> Nothing to do with the corona. Uh, it was for acne on my back. Um, which I learned is like uh, the plight of the single man. <laughs> I learned that because my um, my doctor, I was like, how do I get it? And she was like, if you don't have anyone to help you, she's <laughs> like, oh no, oh no. Um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's, Oh, she also said. Uh, she said, "If you're if you're gonna get rid of it on your own, you better start practicing your yoga poses," which is like a real uh, shame. It's the only affliction that like you can't solve on your own. Like you're you don't go to the doctor for gout and have the you know, laying the doctor's like, oh well, better get on Tinder, <laughs> you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, I did get a, I did get a, as a gift though, um, a, uh, uh, like a, a, a loof on a stick, um, from my parents, which was really like a really nail in the coffin. Like no one's getting your back. Huh? We can <laughs> all tell. Okay. Um, I also went skydiving. I, it sucks that we miss, uh, we lose the other day. You know, when we used to say like, I went skydiving the other day. Um, but now, you know, I'm here, so I went skydiving three years ago, and then I wrote this joke. <laughs> um, but it's, it's scary, it's like, uh, it's like really long, uh, right? And the, it's only really the first minute is the part you see, you know, the first minute is like you falling, like you can't breathe, your cheeks are desperately trying to become wings, you know, mm. you know, your fingers are slowly like <clears throat> just making this. It's um, it's scary, but the worst part is when they pull the uh, the parachute and bam, you're in a conversation with a stranger that's tied to your back for four minutes and can't leave. <laughs> it's, it's like you just talk about like how the Raiders did last year and you have no idea, <laughs> you know? Uh, it sucks. It's like the it's like there's no other like a uh, like attraction that's you know, like. A mid, one, like one part thrill and four parts like an icebreaker, you know. It sucks. <laughs> um, and I also like I spent a lot of money <laughs> to do this, something that I got for free at my cousin's wedding. You know, it's just too bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I am. Oh, let's see. What else can I do? Um. Uh, I got it. I, uh, oh, I guess I can do this one. This is, uh, haven't, uh, I have this, uh, another, um, ailment I found is that I have this thing called SNS, which I would implore you to look up. Um, it's a uh, sad nipple syndrome. <laughs> it's a hundred percent real. Uh, it's not just because I'm sad elsewhere. Uh, it's specifically if you rub your nipples, um, you get you feel this like immense despair uh and it's made like um sex real tricky because um huh. i live with my parents so uh i can't do it anyway <laughs> but um 
but it just it just like uh you're you know you're loving it you're feeling it you're in it and then you just hit with like uh like immense like homesickness uh and it's just uh it's tough to it's tough to get it off by then all right whatever i'm done <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Stein. that wait so you're you're telling me that if you rub your nipples enough you'll be sad yeah, I, I mean, if you're asking me specifically, then yes, yeah, do it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Show us your tits. That's my key. Just imagine it. Does it does it work? Does it? Can you? So can you go like clockwise and get yourself sad and counterclockwise and and then all of a sudden you're happy? Oh, uh, either way, I'm sad. Okay. <laughs> I just I just thought I had the solution. Um, <laughs> So let's see. Uh, next up, I'm trying to get Wong on, but right now is Jordan Law. So give it up for him. Thanks, guys. Um, so I'm, it's kind of hard to tell, but I'm six feet tall. And uh, like most guys who say they're six feet tall, I'm 5'11". Uh, like short guys are really liking Zoom right now. <laughs> Everyone's the same height on Zoom. That's uh, my Zoom opener. Can't wait to do that in real life. Uh, okay. So uh, I've been watching a lot more porn because that's what everyone else is doing. Because um, of the current situation, a lot of my like, I watch a lot of webcam porn, and like, because of the current situation, a lot of my favorite cam girls have like come out of retirement. <laughs> it's kind of cool to see him again, but it's kind of like seeing Michael Jordan when he played for the Wizards, you know. <laughs> not not the same. Um, there's been an increase in attacks against of eight. Wow. I'm like reading this off my screen. I can't still read it right. Uh, <laughs> been an increase in attacks against Asians to the coronavirus, uh, which also means there's an increase in people finding out that not all Asians know martial arts. <laughs> so uh, that's that's a silver lining. <laughs> we're we're finally getting rid of one stereotype. Um, I used to live in New York, and uh, like you know your friends always come visit you in New York and stuff and always do like the same like five things um, for some reason I'm always the friend they ask to go to the 9-11 memorial with <laughs> <laughs> like you know like why can't I be the Chelsea market friend like you know I'm here for like I'm here for like five days and then I'm always like hey we're at the 9-11 memorial you want to come and uh oh <laughs> It's just as sad the fourth time as it is the first time. Um, cool. Uh, actually, I'm in Asia right now. <laughs> I like fled San Francisco to go to Hong Kong. Um, where like if you see the charts, it's like the lowest infection rates or whatever. Um, which is cool, I guess. I'm, like quarantined in my in my parents' house, so it's like living in a really nice jail. Uh, <laughs> they, like bring food to me, they, like cut some fruits from me. It's, uh, it's an Asian joke. Um, <laughs> one of the most underrated things about being an Asian guy is like how easy it is for me to enjoy interracial porn. It's like I don't have to get my feelings hurt. <laughs> Uh, like 
if I was a white guy, I feel like I would like interracial porn, but like not that much, you know. Because <laughs> <But, laughs> I'm Asian, that's cool. Um, think if you guys think uh, I see it. Uh, you think if a blind person was suicidal and like their guide dog helped them walk into traffic? A good dog or a bad dog? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good dog. All right, I'll get the time back, but uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Jason. Awesome. So, uh, on deck is Sarah Press, but right now it's Rob Hudson. If huh. you can, can you get on, Rob? Can you can you unmute yourself? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, know his, I know his jokes. I can do it for him. <laughs> Where's Rob at? Is he here? He's right here. I see his fucking screen. Willing to bomb for a friend. I like it. He's right oh, yeah. here. He's, he's R.O.B. Coco. That's my friend. My friend listens. <laughs> Rob. Rob. That's not, that's not stop, him. Playing, stop playing games, Rob. Come on. It's going smoothly until now. No one can. I, I hear. I hear you. You're messaging me, but I can't hear you, Rob. Unmute your mic, dude. Unmute. Um, do you need time? Do you need yeah. time, Rob? I am unmuted. He's messaging me. He's it's not. Just, it's just funny. Calling. I'm the old I'll lady. I think Come on. Okay. On right now, Sarah. Are you ready? Yep, I'm good to go. All right, Sarah Press is ready. Unlike Rob. <laughs> so, uh, uh, give it up for Sarah Press. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm again Sarah Press. I'm based in Chicago, where we are also in quarantine. And for me, like, you know, it's not going great. It's very boring trying to, you know, live life the way I did before, doing comedy, four drink minimum. That's helping me have some of a normal routine. <laughs> <laughs> My husband, though, he's honestly thriving under quarantine this is like his first opportunity to really live his best life he's like ah oh, sorry sarah i'd really love to get dinner in a movie with you but ah oh, you know quarantine i'm just gonna play path of exile all night every night with every single man that i've ever known <laughs> yeah. And it really is like every single man he's ever known. Like, I'm not trying to be a sexist or anything. Like, I know that women also play video games, but my God, does it get frustrating from time to time. Like, I'm not saying that I want him to get coronavirus, <laughs> but like, if he got like a bad cold or like bumped his knee or just something so he could be a little bit less cheerful all the time, like, I don't know. I would not hate it. So uh, I'm Jewish. Uh, my husband is not. He was raised Catholic. And that's intentional. Like, that's by design. Um, Jewish men, by and large, are not really fond of the Jewish women. They find us annoying, abrasive, aggressive, all true, like 100% accurate every time. But luckily, Catholic guys, you know, they're really tough. Like, if you can survive Catholic school, you can survive anything. <laughs> Plus, there's, you know, the guilt thing. Like, Catholic guys love guilt, but Catholic guilt is very depressing. It's all you're sinning, you're sinning, you're sinning. There's really nowhere to go with that. <laughs> Jewish guilt, by contrast, is super motivating. We say work harder, you 
get a better job. We say study harder, get into a better school. We say complain harder, you get more stuff. <laughs> it's not perfect, but compared to a thousand Hail Marys, it's better. Okay. There's a lot of Jewish people in comedy. I don't know if any of you guys have ever realized that. <laughs> if you haven't realized that, it's probably a good thing because it means you're not Jewish and you know, that's fine. There's no great thing there. But you're definitely not a Nazi. Nazis, they love paying attention to stuff like that. But they're a little inconsistent. Too many Jewish billionaires, massive conspiracy. Too many Jewish comedians, eh, they let it slide. <laughs> In part, I'm pretty sure, because they have like no other option. There are zero funny Nazi comedians. It's actually, it's actually really sad. I mean, who are they gonna like, Roseanne? <laughs> no, not even Roseanne. She, Nazis, is also actually Jewish. So anti-Semitism, you know, it's bad, right? Obviously very bad. I am opposed. But it is kind of interesting, and that's probably the only ism that's both terrifying, but also, you know, like, a little bit flattering. Because when Nazis be Nazi-ing, they're all like, ah, the Jews have all the power. The Jews have all the money. Who runs the world, question mark? Jews, exclamation point. <laughs> That's like, all right, well, at least I have something to look forward to. Now, Eric and I, were a very modern, modern couple. He does the cooking and the cleaning and the taking out of the garbage. And I do, you know, nothing. Hashtag feminism. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've had 2,000 years of oppressions, lady, and now it's payback time. Eric and I, we also, we love Netflix. You know, we're, very, we're not even chill. We're very focused. <laughs> Why, thank you, April. <laughs> and, you know, Eric is a wonderful father to our two kittens, Macaroni and Bebe. They're classic kittens, very cute, very evil. <laughs> we, we're double income, two cats. We have no kids. Um, I think we have kids eventually. I hear it's sort of a good investment, at least once you hit middle age. But like, I do worry a little bit. What if you get, you know, like a dud, like a really garbage kid? Like, what do you do? You can't return them. You can't evade them. It's like 18 years, sort of a sunken cost. So until I get over that, I'm sticking with the cats. Um, my favorite thing about Eric has to be his beard. Guys look better with beards like 99.9% .9 of the time. If you have a beard, keep it off. If someone tells you to not to get rid of your beard, 99%, not 100%, Gary, not 100. Um, if someone says you should get rid of your beard, cut them out of your life. They're definitely just trying to ruin it. It's funny though how saying you look good with a beard is kind of a compliment, but kind of not, given it's, you know, hiding half of your face. Like, I feel like if you told Zorro he looked better with the mask, he would probably take it poorly, and that's a little bit similar with the beards. But I kind of, I've dealt with the same thing, so, you know, don't worry. Um, I did kind of recently get married, and everyone at my wedding was like, you look gorgeous. You look amazing. I have never seen you look better in your entire life. And at some point, it's like, guys, guys, it's called makeup. <laughs> if you want to compliment me, this, you know, is my face. <laughs> but all in all, I like the way I look, you know, not too hot, not too cold, face for comedy. 
The thing I probably like the least is my weight. Now I know what you're thinking. That's ridiculous. Other things about her are way worse, but let me explain. <laughs> the challenge is that I have like really thin arms, not toned, but thin and sort of thin face. And so when I gain weight, it goes entirely to my stomach. As a result, I don't look thin. I don't look thick. I look pregnant. And the reason I know this is that people that I do not know tell me that I am pregnant. And this happens a lot. Um, I've gotten people who got up and gave me their seat on the train. Nice. I've also had bartenders question me before they're willing to serve. And that's, <laughs> you know, like, they think that I'm the kind of mother that would poison my unborn imaginary child. Like, no, absolutely not. Fullborn actual child, possibly, but my imaginary fetus, like, that's, that's just mm -hmm. The worst time it's been in recent memory is um, I was on the first floor of a building and this doorman was showing me where the bathroom was. So we're walking and we're walking and he turns to me and he says, so when are you due? So when are you due? I forgot, like I can't tell him I'm not pregnant. It's so specific. And so like, I'm trying to figure out how pregnant I look and how many months would be left and what month <laughs> it would therefore entail. Like imagine having the worst moment in your life and somebody bops in and also throws in a math problem. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm going to leave you guys with that bit of advice. If you're a doorman or a train rider or really anybody, do not tell someone that they are pregnant unless you are 1,000% sure that they are pregnant. And even if you are, do not do that because you're a stranger. And <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you, guys. Except for Sarah. All right. So uh, Rob was supposed to be next, but uh, he, apparently he needs some time to write his jokes. <laughs> 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 On deck is April April Hirschman. Is that is that right? Um, is that right? Wait. Okay. And next, and right now we have Natasha Collier. Collier. This is exactly like it's spelled. Uh, okay, cool. I, <laughs> um, what's up? What's up, guys? Uh, I uh, turned 22 a few months ago. It's been it's been a wild run. Sometimes I get introduced uh, at these things as a millennial, and I'm actually not a millennial. Like technically, I'm part of the next generation, which is also the last generation, probably <laughs> Generation Z, baby. We're not gonna make it. <laughs> people are saying people are saying coronavirus is the biggest thing since 9/11, right? Uh, which I think is true, and that's crazy for me because my generation does not remember 9/11. Most of us were not even born yet. Uh, before this, the closest we got to 9/11 was when Kanye took the mic from Taylor Swift at the VMAs. <laughs> you guys remember where you were? You guys were watching TV. You looked up at your mom, probably. You were like, so do we still go to school? Like, what does this mean <laughs> for our country? <laughs> people don't even realize there's a new generation. All, older people spent so much time shitting all over millennials that they forgot to check up on their fucking kids. And now we're eating Tide Pods and we're pranking our pets on TikTok. And a global <laughs> pandemic was declared. And then 10,000 20-year-olds got together to do whippets on the beach. We're not exactly survivors, uh, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, 
but I've learned a lot about myself since I was a kid four years ago. Uh, I'm basically at that age now where my tits can support themselves on their own, but I can't. So <laughs> I'm at. I just went from being a kid to being a kid who owes a lot of people money, and <laughs> I don't know when that happened. I don't know. My generation has some winners. We got we got Greta Thunberg, Malala. There's that kid who built a clock for a science project that people thought was a bomb. <laughs> Zendaya, yeah, we're we're doing okay. Everyone's everyone thinks that the next generation is gonna be the one to save us, and then we grow up and they're like, oh no, not you guys. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, I had to be told about 9/11. Do you guys know what that's like? <laughs> I, I had my my dad was the one who told me about 9/11. He sat me down and he told me he was like Natasha. Uh, Steel melts at 3,500 degrees, and jet fuel can only burn up to 1,800 degrees. So you do the math. And then he left. And <laughs> like when you're a kid, you don't realize certain things about your parents. Like I didn't know my dad was a conspiracy theorist. Like I thought everyone got these bad bedtime stories, right? Uh, so little me just internalized that all and just took to the playground. And because kids love conspiracy theories, like like because we all knew that kid on the playground who was going around like, you know, I heard Santa Claus isn't real. It's just just your parents. And I'd be behind him like, you think that's crazy? That drinking fountain is making us gay. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> your priorities straight. Um, let's see. Uh, my, uh, my, my, my dad's white, obviously. I don't know if you figured that out, but uh, and my mom, <laughs> My mom is Vietnamese. She grew up in Vietnam. Uh, she's, she's from there. Uh, and sometimes, so sometimes I have a hard time relating to her as an immigrant mother. She tries, though. Uh, April Fool's is coming up, which means now I get to look forward to the yearly prank she plays on me where she calls me and tells me that my dog is dead. That is <laughs> the humor of someone with a childhood ravaged by war. And I don't have the heart to tell her that's not a good joke. Uh, <laughs> she's a, my Asian moms are always disappoint, disappointed in their kids. It's a tale as old as time. Uh, but with me, at least she has something to blame, right? Like I'm diluted. Of course I sucked at the piano. Uh, <laughs> but I know she loves me. Cause like, but sometimes I get, like, sometimes I get a catcher looking at me the same way that she looks at a bowl of instant pho. You know, she's like, this isn't authentic. You can just send that <laughs> back. <laughs> um, I think that's my four minutes. So uh, thank you uh, for the time. We're doing five. Ooh. Oh, we're doing five. Oh, I get one more. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. Let's see. I am. I uh, have a boyfriend. Uh, he's great. Met him. Met him on Tinder. Uh, did it. I set my Tinder distance oh. preferences to one mile because I shop local, and <laughs> I got myself. <laughs> Tinder boyfriend. And uh, finding a boyfriend on Tinder is a lot like winning $8 on a lottery scratch-off ticket, <laughs> right? Because it's like, it's technically a win, but look around, you're in a gas station parking lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the best part about uh, having a Tinder boyfriend is the low expectations. Like, I got him off of Tinder. Anything he does is impressive like he was in my phone one day and then he now he's here and he's buying me steak and it's great it doesn't take much like i'm just happy he didn't murder me and make my skin into a t-shirt or something <laughs> and uh, 
And he's just happy I'm not fat. It's great. I lived up to my pick. <laughs> and I haven't robbed him yet. Uh, he could take a shit on my rug tomorrow, and I'd still be like, that's pretty good for a rescue, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my time. Now that's five right. minutes. Thank you. Okay. I'm, I'm really glad you brought up uh, millennials during this time because, like, like one thing I'm thinking about is like this whole coronavirus situation brings us a lot closer to other people around the world, but it also brings you closer to like people in movies, right? <laughs> so like you realize like you know for every one Will Smith trying to save the world from viruses, there are also about a mil. There might be a million other like millennials just making TikToks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Like while Godzilla's burning the planet, they're like spring breakers who are like, okay, dude, I understand it's dangerous, but like, you know, I paid a lot of money for this trip, man. <laughs> All right, cool. So let's see. Uh da, 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 da. so I said April, you were on deck. No, April, you were on deck before. So you're on now. Rob, you're on deck. Are you are you okay, good, fantastic. So give it up for April Hirschman now. Hey everybody. Just want to say that I am the recent author of this self-help book, Best Breakup Ever. If anyone is going through a pandemic and a breakup, my God, let me help. <laughs> if this book is on Amazon. I, I would also like to point out that I am in a legit comedy club. I'm not in my home. Do you guys see that, that there's a brick wall there? <laughs> I want to give you a little context. Whoa, that wasn't my closet. Okay. Um. So, anyone feel like it's a really bad time to be a slut? Oh, thank Ask you. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been turned down, like, a lot um, for phone sex lately. Um, so, yeah, see me after <laughs> if anyone's interested. I'm bisexual, so I'm sure that <laughs> we can make this happen. Um, so, yeah, germaphobes, um, hug haters isolationists it's your time to shine this is like revenge of the nerds part four that franchise stopped in 1992 but i think that we're ready for part four um so yeah my show tonight is called pandemic makeover um my hair went from uh gold to silver because i can't get it done and um my my house is like sleeping with the enemy clean most of you are too young to get that reference, but um, <laughs> I could take you on like a Blair Witch style shaky cam view around my house. Oh, I mean, this comedy studio I'm in, um, but I won't, I'm going to spare you from that. But like, I've even vacuumed, which is usually a yearly event. It was mostly glitter. So, <laughs> um, what else? Yeah. Um, I have a lot of time on my hands, but I keep washing it off. <laughs> okay, keeping it highbrow. Um, definitely seeing some people on this that I want to have phone sex with. Um, so, no, focus, not a dating event. Um, what else? So, yeah, I spend most of my days just, like, picking up the vapes for my dad at the dispensary and delivering them to him. And, you know, I put the bag down and then you know, six feet away. Um, between that and yoga, masturbating, grocery shopping, the day's gone already. <laughs> so, this is major socializing for me. Thank you, um, Jason, everyone, Pam, I love you all. Um, not in a creepy, in a kind of a creepy way, actually. Um, 
So what else? Uh, yeah. So sex and Corona, that's always a fun subject. Um, yeah, my Tinder experiences. Yeah. I, I did dip my toe back into the tepid putrid waters of Tinder. Um, I mean, it's always been a place for lonely, desperate, inept, social, ineptly social masturbators. <laughs> I've been on it for years. <laughs> a full brag. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's funny out there. So, so one woman wrote, um, out of office reply, I'm looking forward to hugging and kissing you and this is all over. <laughs> Another person wrote, I'm on a guy. He's like, I'm on quarantine for two weeks. Who wants to join me for cuddling? You know, it never hurts to ask, right? I just, men are just such good negotiators, you know, <laughs> maybe someone wants to get in his quarantine bed with him. We don't know until we try. Um, so let's talk about my metrics for choosing a partner. It used to be, um, I'd, I'd, I'd land a date with a man or a woman and I'd be like, Okay, listening to the whole story. Oh, you're a Capricorn. You have an uncle in Utah. You have four brothers. I'm not listening to any of this. All I'm thinking is, is this the face I want between my legs? Chins don't matter, guys. A bearded lady, <laughs> a Travolta butt chin, bring it. Chins don't matter. Coronavirus mask, it's all fine. Um, and if the great thing about Tinder is like you can just put the phone between your legs and. I taught my clit to swipe right. <laughs> so now my metrics are different. Now I'm swiping for solvency. Anyone a plumber? Do you manage at a grocery store? Do you have stuff in Perel? Do you own Perel? Are you Eric Yuan who owns Zoom? I'm interested. I'm available. <laughs> I'm interested and available. So um, what else? Uh, conspiracy theories. People are into conspiracy theories. This is your time to shine also. Um, I love the men that are just like, if this shakes down, I'm going to get in my Hummer with my dogs and my gun, and I'm coming for you. And I'm like, cool, cool. Okay, if this shakes down, so like what would be my experience? If this shakes down, I'm getting in my Mazda 2 that my sister gave me with my lavender spray and a borrowed cat. <laughs> and I'm doing what exactly? I don't know, finding Selma. I guess I'll just like behind, be behind the 10 guys in their Hummers, you know, because they'll be like cocked to the side with their guns and I'll be like cocked to the side with my lavender spray, just kind of. I haven't been timing myself. How am I doing? You, uh, I, I did the minute thing like maybe 20 seconds ago. So we're done. Okay. No, you, you have like, you have like 40 seconds. Okay. Okay. 40 seconds. I'll take it. Um. So yeah, some songs that are coming back into play that people forgot about from a distance, Bette Midler, um, even going back further into archives, Huey Lewis, Stuck With You, always a pretty bad love song, but maybe relevant now. Um, so uh, what else? yeah, shelter in place. I feel like that's a really weird phrase. It sounds like it's a bad translation of like a Swedish sci-fi porn. Were they trying to say... <laughs> sharding in space maybe okay i think i'll leave it on that note sharding <laughs> in space ladies and gentlemen that's what i'm talking about it's better than chuck berry porn oh yeah um, so wait at one point you said there are a lot of people here that you can see having phone sex with 
Is it, does it matter what someone looks like or does it matter what someone sounds like when it comes to Make home? a good point. I'm also interested in video sex, so. <laughs> okay. All right. I so the face does it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Got it. Got it. Hey, Matthew Quirk. Yeah. What goes on? Do you want it? You want a spot? Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> Pam wants a spot Good. too. Don't forget about Pam. Um, Pam wants a spot. Don't forget Matt about me. Okay, sorry, Matthew. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Pam signed up first. Matt, you want a spot? Does anybody else want a spot? No, take I have it. like one more spot. All right. All right, good. All right, good. We're, 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 we're good. All right, so on deck is Audrey Hebert. Is it Hebert? Is it? Am I, am I oh, right? um, it's Hebert, but Hebert. uh, yeah, you know, it's it's technically like Hebert or some French <laughs> shit. So like, I it doesn't really matter at this point. All right, Audrey doesn't really matter. As, <laughs> <laughs> that's the name we're going with. <laughs> uh, but on next is Robert Hudson. Is my mic working? Your mic's working. Yeah. All right. I so hope you wrote me. your jokes, you bastard. <laughs> I, was, I, know, I was just going to copy and paste them at first. <laughs> this is so crazy. I feel like this is the strangest way to do comedy. This is my first time doing this. Uh, all right. So I just start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're bombing. <laughs> Okay, at first I was like, four weeks inside, no biggie. Uh, you know, everyone's got internet. It's kind of weird. Like, this is the only way the the comedy community can can kind of do this. But you know, as long as we can, you know, play video games, watch Netflix, we'll be okay. And uh, I'm noticing every single day, like I'll log on to Facebook or something, and the first thing I'll see is, oh, you know, the government just created the quarantine to keep us all inside so that they can change the batteries on the birds and <laughs> oh, losing it <laughs> losing it as a society right now where's my camera oh, okay <laughs> these these are not are you hearing me these aren't connected i don't Andrew's think doing way better than you right now i'm sorry can you can you hear me still like this yeah yeah, yeah. You're killing right now dude <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no one. All right, I feel like this is good though. I'm glad Jason did something like this because I feel like uh, I feel like Zoom open mics actually translate because you just need to say your jokes, you know, whatever you want to practice. You're not really expecting, uh, you know, laughs because I feel like a lot of people uh, like Jordan <laughs> that are running Zoom <laughs> comedy shows. It's difficult to try to gauge how well your, your joke is at a show because you can't just hear an entire audience laugh. Um, you know, like if everyone in here, I've seen it already happen a couple times, laughs at someone's joke. It's not just like 15 laughs simultaneously. It's just a half a second of everyone's laugh, like taking over everyone's spot in the active speaker channel at once. And then you can't even see the people because they're just like flickering like one after another. Um, all right, that's my Zoom material. <laughs> Actually, no, I got one more. So I feel like Zoom meetings, even for work, it's kind of like this is how people, you know, 
judge you now just what's in the background like i can see some people that i don't recognize and i'm like oh man they got cool shit in their background and i got i got nothing um and then so you'll you'll be on a meeting with people and then like a week later they'll have like some new cool thing behind them so <laughs> like they have money they'll be like oh what's up guys yeah how are those reports doing and they're like oh this <laughs> nintendo switch yeah this is I play Animal Crossing on this, and uh, every week, like someone like adds new shit to their background to show how cool they are in Zoom. And then you look at like Matthew's setup, you're like, oh man, all right, at least I'm I'm in a building. I'm in a building. <laughs> but actually, that is man. How do you get? How do you get that set? That is like the cleanest car like Zoom setup I've ever seen in my life. It's better than most people's apartments. Uh, don't steal my material okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> at uh at costco i think it's funny because when you're going shopping i think at any grocery store they have to limit the number of people inside the facility so they they have you go in as groups but when you're waiting outside in line they have tape like from the doorway where they put a strip of tape down and then six feet later they'll put another strip and they just like keep putting tape down uh every six feet wait there for like 15 20 minutes at the front's like fight everyone go in and you just see the line condense to where everyone is clearly like just a foot apart from each other as you walk in to costco to to get whatever you you know want to get um so it's like, what's the point of that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then it's also funny because then when you're when you're inside, like, yeah, you you like stay condensed. But then when everyone's shopping, they they look at every you know once you're in an aisle, someone has to get behind you or past you to look at something that's on the other side of you, or maybe you're getting like an item like near someone else's item. So people just stand and look at each other. And you're kind of like, eh, okay, like we we're recognizing that we don't want to be next to each other, but as long as we recognize, we'll be okay. Uh, but it's like six feet, that's a long distance. Like I'm six feet tall. Well, I'm over six feet tall, but I'm at least six feet tall. So it's like if I can touch you, then and we can see each other's facial expressions, we're we're probably too close too close. So I don't I don't really think, you know, it's really gonna save anyone from from spreading the disease. Jason, did you do the fork thing already? Did both of them. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm done, man. I'm done. <laughs> all right, give it up for Rob. Uh, I, I've been super mean to him all day, but he doesn't deserve that. He's a good guy and he's given me bags <laughs> in the past. Um, yes, Jason Cruz, you can get a spot. That's the last spot I'm giving out. Um, let's see. Uh, on deck is Pam Benjamin, um, but on right now is Audrey Abers. Yeah. Abers. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hey guys. I'm back from college. I'm in my parents' house in my childhood bedroom. I gotta say, pretty good venue. They got all the good stuff here. Uh, have this flower that's been dead for eight months. <laughs> uh, old antidepressant bottle full of sewing needles. <laughs> uh, 
got a got some glitter that says fun on it. Um, yeah, I um I mean I'm a young person, I guess, and I feel like some of my friends haven't really been like taking the quarantine that seriously. Like my friend last weekend was like, Oh hey, you wanna go camping this weekend? Yeah, we're gonna go with three other girls. We're gonna go in the woods and quarantine ourselves. It'll be fun. Like, yeah, I don't think that's what quarantine means. <laughs> hey, everyone, quarantine at my place tonight. Brian's bringing a keg. <laughs> I've been getting into some new hobbies now that we're all staying inside. I've been watching earwax removal videos. Um, <laughs> Any wax heads here tonight? <laughs> um, but uh, one of my favorite ones is a video called Girls Massive Nasty Earwax Removed After 20 Years of Earwax Buildup. <laughs> and so I wrote a little poem using the comments from that video. These are all real comments that were on there. Okay. Um, why was this in my recommended? <laughs> gross, gross, gross. I almost want it. How disgusting. How does someone let that build up in their ears, for goodness sake? I Eve Lowe. He does not deserve a ear. <laughs> Ew, gross. Ew, this looks satisfied? Why do I find this so satisfying? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I find this disgustingly satisfying. Gross mm. and beautiful at the same time. Part of me wants to sniff it. There's no going back when you visit this side of you. you. Give more. I am not ashamed to say that I searched this up. This should be an earwax museum so the rest of us can go and see these nuggets in person. Oh I want those fools so badly. The MD cam and that light stick, it's so cool. I'm cleaning my ears right now. <laughs> I'm at the wrong side of YouTube again. Edit, thanks for the likes. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Um, I realized that I use Google the way that some people use horoscopes, where I act like I'm using it for advice, but I really just want someone to validate what I was going to do anyways. <laughs> like, do you ever, like, one time I had, I left the pizza out overnight, and I wasn't sure if that was okay or not to eat, so I was Googling, like, how long can you leave a pizza out and have it still be safe to eat? And the first page of results were all these things that are like, oh, the FDA says that you shouldn't eat food that's been left out longer than two hours. I'm like, okay, well, uh, that's what the government wants you to think. That's not a real answer. Then you go in another page of results, it's like, oh, well, you know, I think it should be okay for about five hours or so. Then you go in, like, really deep to, like, the 20th page of results. You find a forum thread on a beekeeping website from 2009. Someone's like, 
oh, well, when I get pizza, I don't eat it until it's been left out for at least a week. I like how the tips get all curly like little elf shoes. <laughs> ah, finally, some information I can trust. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's kind of weird that uh, you can buy a copy of Mein Kampf at Barnes and Noble. Uh, and I, I don't think it's marketed to actual neo-Nazis because it's like a tasteful version. You know, they added a bunch of footnotes that are like, uh, hey, you know this is wrong, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, still rather not see it in the hot in your area section, though. <laughs> also, I want to know, like, who is making money off of that? Like, is Hitler's grandson somewhere? Like, <laughs> yeah, baby, dress it up all you want. These Versace sneakers won't pay for themselves. <laughs> That's what I think uh, Hitler's grandson sounds like. Um, I... I like reading the graffiti in women's bathroom stalls. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. There's a lot of vibrant discussions going on there. It always starts off with some girl writing like, hey everyone, friendly reminder, you're all beautiful sunflowers. Remember Maria Water, she can grow up tall and strong. And then someone else is like, aw, this is so cute. I love when girls compliment each other. And then the third person comes in and is like, Ugh, I'm so tired of all this false positivity. My depression's not going to be cured just because some asshole wrote, you're beautiful, on a tampon box. And then someone else is like, wow, that's really rude. I think you need to go back on your antidepressants. <laughs> antidepressants? Sounds like someone's a tool of big pharma. And then it just keeps going on like that. Until the last thing someone writes is like, hell is real. <laughs> so uh, basically the YouTube comment section of real life. Uh, man, miss going into public bathrooms and reading all the good stuff people are coming up with. It's going to be the first thing I do when I get out of quarantine. <laughs> uh, was, that, was that five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Uh, now that you say these conversations are happening in graffiti and women's bathrooms, I almost feel like I want to get a job as a janitor, right? And and just like when no one's around, just go in there and just inform all the conversations. I want to start every conversation. Yeah. I might want to get like relationship advice. I'll just put a different question in every stall. <laughs> That'll be my move. Let's see. All right. Okay, I don't so. have any time left because there's a show at seven. So I'm just gonna sing this one quick song, and it's been so fun oh, hanging no. on since the beginning. I've been here since five, but it's been really great. But here's a song I wrote. It's about coronavirus and when you have roommates that you live with and you don't want to have sex with them. Like I have a friend who lives with three girls and he's not attracted to any of them. So this is funny for anyone. When your roommate is high and she grinds on your thigh, social mores. When you just went to bed, but she's drunk and wants head social mores. Don't fuck where you eat. Don't fuck where you sleep. Social mores. Don't be dumb and bend. You won't have to bend. Social mores. When she's sad about Tad and she feels really bad. Social mores. She wants more than a hug. Puts her hand on your chub. Social mores. <laughs> 
Don't fuck where you eat. Don't fuck where you sleep. Social mores. Don't be dumb and then you won't have to bend. Social mores. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Yeah. Give it up for Tim. Where, where do we still have these shows you speak of? Oh, um, this has all been live and I've been, it's been on mutinyradio.fm. And the, I'm going to take the MP3s and tag them up on the stuff so you guys can all listen to your sets from today. Because the sound from this comes well, really well through the board. So, yay. Oh, but I got to go because right, we're a radio Tim. station and there's a show at 7. But this has all been playing live. And like I said, I'll tag the MP3s. This was so much fun. You guys are awesome. Yay. Yeah. Hey, oh, for free New York people. Hello, puppies. You are listening to Pop Off the Sound of Musical Curiosity, the special weekend edition shut in and dance party. I am your host and DJ Bear. And if you heard that opening music, yes, uh, there'll be some surprises later on in terms of uh, that theme. But uh, first off, I want to thank you for tuning in and supporting local music programming. Uh, this my show and whatever shows you support and all the local businesses that you support in the Bay Area because we really need to support them now uh, and in the future because we don't know what's going to happen but uh, we don't want it all to be just Amazon <laughs> and Walmart that said uh, I hope you have a drink in hand because we need to make a toast as I do before I begin any dance party it's very important that we raise a glass to a few things First, to uh, the ancestors, the recent and the distant, because without their journeys, we would not be here at all. Second, we raise a glass to uh, friends and chosen family, because without them, we would not continue to be here at all. Thirdly, and probably most importantly, raise a glass to yourself, because if you're listening to this, that means you're still here, which means that you have hope which is what we need a lot more of, and we need to channel that energy out into the universe. And lastly, uh, and probably second in importance, very close, distant second, raise a glass to uh, the earth and the divine, however that fits for you. And um, yeah, well, that's all I have to say right now. Uh, so... Hold that drink you like to swig and uh, recreationals if you dig. We're going to start off with a little, as I like to do, incantation to the positive. So let's get to it.
between been trying to find an answer for the last three weeks I can't go back I can't go back Oh, it's been a dream on a crazy ride But it feels like I've been waiting at the end of the line I can't go back I can't go back Now I finally, 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 finally know I used to be where I wanna go Now I finally, 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 finally know
Shall we did it indeed? Oh, oh, oh. When the baby calls, she will. 